Welcome to the HPU Film Society podcast. Each week, students from High Point University meet to discuss movies. These screenings and discussions used to happen at Smith Library on campus. For reasons of global pandemic and social distancing, we are now having these discussions virtually. Enjoy. We got. Hey, what's up, guys? Andy, we got Robbie Perino. Hey. Hello. Yo, Rachel, those were some awesome movies. Aren't they great? Yeah. I'm, I'm they, excited for this discussion. Wait, wait, I only saw one. It's a beautiful day. That's the only one I saw. Oh, it was yeah. fantastic. Isn't it so good? Yeah, it is. What was After what, this one, you should watch um, the other one. It's very good. Yep. The other one was actually yep, up for an Oscar. Yeah. What, what, were the, what were the points covered in the film? Oh, there were so many. That film, and that's what's so interesting about that film, too, is because it covers, like, everything and nothing at the same time. Like, yeah. one of the things that I saw, not to, like, jumpstart our discussion before. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, here. real, real uh, fast. Um, so, uh, it's April 20th. Tonight, we're discussing It's Such a Beautiful Day and World of Tomorrow by Don Hertzfeld. This was brought to us by Rachel. Rachel, you were saying. Oh, um, yeah, so these were my picks. Um, so I first saw It's Such a Beautiful Day four years ago, and I was familiar with Don Hertzfeld's works beforehand, so I kind of knew what I was getting into, and I really just thought it was so wonderful. Um, it really kind of made me stop and think about, like, basically everything that I was, like, stressing about in life, because, like, four years ago was my senior year of high school, and I was kind of, like, having this essential crisis already, yeah. so this whole movie, like, kind of made me put everything in perspective more and it it really like hit me hard when I first saw it like I absolutely fell in love with it and that's why I was so excited Josh when you had said that you had thought it would be a good one for this because I'm like that's going to be a great discussion to do so immediately after finishing I messaged a few people and I also went upstairs to go spend some time with my dad oh, I was playing nice. video games while the movie was on and I said I'm, I'm not going to play video games anymore <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go spend time with my spend time with my father. It is one of those um, sort of yeah. It's weird. It's very dense. There's a lot going on, but there's this sort of um, sort of strange slice of life aspect to it. I, well, I, I love slice of life. It's so nice. That's yeah. my favorite. I feel like my attention was in the wrong places as I was watching it because I was trying to like diagnose everyone as I was watching. I was like, it doesn't fit. What's going on? <laughs> but I guess in the end, I decided he takes a bad acid trip and then a good acid trip. That's that is the movie. Interesting. I don't yeah. So <laughs> perspective. Really quickly. <laughs> Who takes the so Don Don Hertzfeld takes the acid or or maybe, Bill Bill maybe takes it. right maybe a movie based on his acid experiences tremendous <laughs> although judging by his uh, blog uh, his website has a he's he he doesn't do it anymore but for um, for like seventeen years he was keeping a, a blog like a journal and. Um, he talked about something like that once um, about like having, uh, I think it was like a pot brownie or a pot cookie or something. And he was just like, I absolutely hated that. That was the worst thing ever. Not for me. Uh, well, my dad used to grow weed. And he told me that one day he used all of the extra spare leaves 
not the buds, just the leaves. And he made a ju- just one tray of brownies with them. They were green. And he fucking watched uh, Lost in Space or Forbidden Planet something, and he, he lost his mind. And he never did edibles again. Mm. That's awful. Well, I really got <laughs> that vibe, like, at the end, where he's, like, living forever and being, like, acknowledged as a god by other beings. And I was like, that that sounds a lot like an existential acid experience. I've heard, like, terrible. two different perspectives on that point that Adi just brought. Yeah. I've heard two different ones. Um, the first one that I heard was that they almost took, like, they were almost, like, mocking, like, Hollywood endings where the protagonist, like, isn't allowed to die. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so I heard that perspective. And then I also heard the perspective where the narrator is a character and then Bill is the character. And the narrator chose to, like, take the reins and, like, decide that he didn't want Bill to die and then rewrote the ending. That's oh, cool. shit. Which is what it kind of sounds like because there he he lays down in the grass and he says it's such a beautiful day and then it go it fades to black and he's like no 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 and like it's it's almost like the narrator is rebelling against where the story was seemed to be heading. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then well, I don't know. It's interesting. I can I propose a. a a third possible interpretation. Sure, absolutely. Um, that, and I've heard this is, it's kind of an interesting thing um, that there's this particular chemical that's in your brain that doesn't actually release until just before you die. And I guess it doesn't work for everybody, but for most everybody, that's, this is what happens. And, and nobody's exactly sure what it does, um, whether or not it's, uh, you know, what sort of state it puts you in or, or whatever. But the idea is that the purpose of this chemical is to sort of shield your brain, shield your consciousness from, you know, death and, uh, you know, from, from realizing you're dying, I guess. Um, so what if in the final moment that was the experience that Bill had, right? He had this, he like lived throughout eternity and became a god for aliens and <laughs> all this other crazy stuff. I don't know. I mean, probably not. Probably, uh, <laughs> probably. I mean, that's a good perspective, is. though. Like, I've heard about that, too. Um, and I did not even think for a second it could have been that. So <laughs> that is a really interesting perspective to think about because it is like a wild ending. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of the whole theme of the movie, practically. It's kind of like how human life is, like, special because of our mortality. Right. Right. So... Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I got that from the second movie too, like a lot more. Like yeah, the well, preservation of consciousness and everything—it's just a terrible experience. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the the grandfather gets uploaded into the the cube or whatever, yeah. and it says like, um, uh, "This was what we gathered from the first six minutes, which would have been a thousand years in his time or something." And it was just like, oh God, oh God, oh no, no, why? <laughs> um, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, okay, all right, all right. Uh, World of the Mar- we're just gonna, I guess we're just gonna bounce all over, because why I not? think the movie did a great job of encompassing random thoughts. My, my favorite part, and I picked that up from the part where uh, someone had a fish head and he <laughs> kept on saying that the pipes were leaking. Yeah. And then I also think that there were little 
there there were other random bits tacked onto that as well, and they kept on overlapping. And then uh, Bill lost his mind after that. Yeah, um, and it's strange because well, it's it's interesting because like the the movie is all about. Um, just like sort of the splendor and majesty and, and uh, you know, all this amazing stuff, but it's really, it's contained within like a really mundane ex existence, you know, like plot points in the movie include going to the grocery store, being concerned about uh, crotch level with, you know, oh, for walking, walking towards someone and having right. a conversation with them. <laughs> and then saying the wrong thing and being awkward. Yeah. Right. Um, eating a, a box full of crackers, watching boxing, you know, vacuuming setting down keys like all these things that are really just mundane um and i think there's a line in there too something about he was thinking about his life as he was doing all these things and then he realized that doing all these things was his life you know like this mm -hmm. is what it sort of comes down to is all this you know repetitive um tedium so yeah um so the with the character of Bill, what was interesting about it is is uh, you know this I think this film also sort of in a vague way points to like issues around mental health and uh, how it can be genetic, how it can be passed down. I don't know. Um, what do you, what did you guys think about that? Yeah, it did. Like it looked like it touched on that, but then it got so much more abstract. I don't think that that was like the main point. No. Because I don't know what was wrong with Bill. Like he was having surgeries and then like the left side of his body didn't work. Like this guy has a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he would, he would like, he would black out, feel fine, feel terrible, all these things. Um, yeah, so it, it was never really defined whether or not he maybe had like brain cancer and they had done surgery yeah. on him but they were you know or or maybe he um had, was suffering from like schizophrenia or something like that I, it doesn't what was um, the really part about the uh the woman being told not to have uh kids like so, an aunt or something oh well, his that, mother that was his mom yeah, yeah. Well, what if it was him and he was just going through the uh the loony bits what uh, I was thinking that maybe the the part about his mom was really about him and his brain was just filling in some gaps so he wouldn't be confused. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So in, instead of that, instead of him actually coming across that, maybe yeah. he imagined that he saw that it's possible. That was interesting. So, so, um, so it's such a beautiful day. Uh, it started out as um, you had these three different shorts. Um, mm -hmm. One was, uh, oh God, what was the, the first one? Um, I think it was like, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. Uh, I'm so proud of you. That, that was the one with the mom and uh, all the sort of backstory with, uh, mm -hmm. what, was it? <laughs> what was the one relative that strangled a stone or something? Um, and what's, oh, here? Yeah. There's something so crazy about Don Hertzfeld's uh, uh, like comedy timing because he'll say something absurd like he strangled uh, he strangled a stone one time and also he killed a boy behind the shed yeah you know and it goes like really dark all of a sudden it's pretty nuts yeah 
absolutely with his work like it's you really never know what to expect and i was actually kind of curious if like anyone who joined today was going to say that they didn't finish it (laughs) oh i was really curious i was expecting a little bit of a bigger group and i was curious if anybody started it and then didn't finish it because it was too out there because i can because there are there are people who think that like it's trying too hard to be to like be meaningful i guess like it's people yeah yeah Yeah, people some people think it's trying too hard though i will say both of these movies have a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes i might have already said that (laughs) but yeah like both of them have a hundred percent so like it's i think that like they are very critically acclaimed but i can understand how like it's not for everyone because his humor and his way of like portraying life is just so out there i think he has another film called the meaning of life yep meaning yep Um, meaning of life i have not seen that one and then I heard, I don't know if this is like confirmed or not, but I heard that World of Tomorrow is getting a sequel. Yes, World of Tomorrow 2, which I've seen, uh, again, I've just been to his website. So I saw um, stills from that, which looked pretty interesting. Uh, when were these made? Uh, I think It's Such a Beautiful Day came all together. So the last one was made and it was sort of repackaged with the last, um, uh, with, the, with the title of the last one, um, two, 2011 or 12 okay. and and then um world of tomorrow i think was 2014 i could be oh totally i think it was 2017 because it was, oh, that even, was recent yep. yeah even, I think even it, later yeah, yeah i so vividly i was like rooting for it so hard when it was up for the oscar and i was watching it live and i was rooting for it i thought it was gonna win and then it didn't uh-huh. what, did, what did it lose to uh bear story one. Oh, well that could be good i never seen it I, yeah, I haven't seen, 2015, my bad, it was 2015, I was so, because I, I thought that It's Such a Beautiful Day deserved more, but I think that it was too long to be considered a short and too short to be considered a feature, was my theory, so it, like, didn't have really a chance of being nominated, but when I heard that World of Tomorrow was nominated, I was, like, cheering, 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 and then it didn't win, but on Don Hertzfeld's Twitter, in his bio, he had one-time Oscar loser, and then the day he just uploaded a screen recording of him changing his bio to two-time Oscar loser. <laughs> but that's, that's just him. Like, that's his, his humor, his style, and I feel like some people really love it, but then others are like, I can't even watch this. Right. Yeah, did, did anybody else have that, that fe- I mean, Certainly, there's the 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 dialogue and the and the humor itself, but then there's just like sensory things that they, there are scenes where it's a lot of flashing and buzzing and, and awkward sounds. I like the static. I really like static. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did like World of Tomorrow a lot more than the first one because, like, um, I guess I just like the humor better of having the little girl's voice just like responding to everything like that kind of balance just was like a better experience than just being all of Bill's misery. Right. Yeah, I could see that actually. Hmm? I was making a point about Bill's hat. It was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I think the reason that like, kind of like what you were saying, Josh, about like the moments where there's just like extreme static or where there's a lot going on at once, um, I really think that the like theory with that is Don is trying to put us in, in his head 
because he doesn't know what's going on. Like he doesn't know what's going on either. So he wants the audience to feel how he feels right. and like see things from his perspective. Um, I think it's like kind of been agreed among, among the fans that like it is brain cancer. I mean, they intentionally did not say it, but I think that that's why it's so out there is because it's like, they're trying to put us into his thought process and the way that he lives life. Kind of like the one scene where he's like, oh, it's kind of a really nice day. And it plays like three or four times just right. on loop it's supposed to be like oh well that's like his life is he doesn't really know like where things begin and where and where things end and my favorite scene in the whole movie my cover photo on facebook used to be when i had facebook it was a picture of um bill with the isn't everything amazing <laughs> and where he's like i wish i could just stop people on the street and like tell them like isn't everything amazing i just i love this movie like <laughs> cool um yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and, and, and I think you're, uh, you're totally on, on point with, with having that, the, the static sort of put us in to build mindset, um, which is su he's such an interesting character that we know so very, very little about, you know? That's Again, something too, is like, oh, I'm so sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 go ahead. Um, another thing that like I saw like one of like the commentary people said is they said what's so interesting about Bill is because we know so much about him but so little at the same time like we know these crazy stories from his childhood but we don't even know where he works or like what has ended his relationship with his girlfriend like there's so much that we don't know like things that you would like know like oh what's your job like where did you go to school like that type of stuff you would know but we know absolutely nothing we only know the very like out there things which is very out there but also very intimate you know you i mean how yeah. about surface level like what's going on right then and there in bill's bill's life yeah yeah like like so, oh sorry go ahead sorry uh we also don't know if a lot of those memories are real because like i think the first memory we got was his half brother with the metal arms and I'm pretty sure they made that clear later on that that was just like his brain making things up. I don't remember that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Wasn't that that was the beginning of the the sort of family bits right. in in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the second like the second chapter was the um the part with the half brother with the What were they? Like, his legs didn't work right, and he had... He had aluminum arms. Lamp arms. Mm -hmm. And his, and I believe the, the quote was, his brain was as mangled as his legs, or something like that. Or right. misshapen. His brain was as misshapen as his legs. And he just ran into the ocean. <laughs> That's really interesting that to think really about, too, is like, what's real, what's real, and what's not. Right. Kind of like when we were watching Brazil when we were talking about that like at what point does like it be like uh, like what was perspective and what was actually happening and I feel like throughout this whole film like since we just know that like um Bill has this condition like we don't really know like what's his perspective and what the outside perspective is because it's like they're trying to put us into his life so you see you've seen this movie uh, you saw it a long time ago. You really like it. How has it shaped your own perspective? Um, that's like, a really interesting question. Yeah. Um, what I noticed this time, and I even like was telling my mom about this, like after the second watch. 
um, it really kind of put things in perspective for me. And I think that that's something that like really hit me about this movie when I first saw it. Like I've been like in like Corona time, like I've been stressing so much. I've been overthinking. I've been alone with my thoughts too much because there's nothing to do and we can't go anywhere. And like watching this movie really made me like just kind of forget about everything for a bit and like put things more in perspective. And I felt like a lot less stressed hmm. coming out of it because it kind of kind of made me think like like I was saying before like my favorite moment in the film is where like he learns that he doesn't have much time left and he's like oh and I noticed the like the wood grain on my doors and like that like it just oh, it's such a good movie but and it was a lot more chaotic than I remember I will say mm. that's pretty sweet my one of my favorite parts was the segment about about brain stems walking around yes uh yeah have you have you guys ever looked at life with that lens before well i'll i'll respond to that and sort of uh, also piggyback a little bit on what rachel was saying about about um perspective and um it's this what the movie either intentionally or unintentionally does is it it confronts this real fact that in life we have the material world that is reality that is there that is provable and touchable and everything's as it is right and then there's another layer on top of that which as subjects as subjective beings we throw on a layer of perspective and then tons of us throw layers of perspective on what reality is so whether or not it's trying to get to that or not oh jack's here um, whether he's trying to get to that or not, um, uh, I think that it confronts that that idea that no matter what it is that's happening, um, our perspective, our point of view, is having some sort of um, impact on it for us. Right? Very. It's a very subjective thing. Right. Yeah. Very subjective. Yo, what's up, Jack? What's up? How's it going? Hey. We were talking hey. about the brainstem moment. <laughs> in it's a beautiful oh, day yeah. oh yeah dude i i thought i thought since it was gonna be like an movie, i was like oh it's like a nice lighthearted, like different from everything else we've watched and then it just like hit you it's like existential life crisis type thing i didn't hear a word you said was that my internet or did anyone else no, I, it was messed up for me too yeah, a yeah bit I, for me. same here Jack, how, what did you think about the lens of looking at life as just a, a bunch of uh, material matter moving around? Uh, the, the brainstem part Damn of it's a No, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys hear that too? Yeah. Yeah. You sounded like you were talking into a fan. I used to do that shit all the time. <laughs> Pretend I was a Terminator. It was great. <laughs> all right speaking of pretending i was thinking about my favorite marvel movies of all time today ghost rider is one of them i used to have a blanket as a kid a blankie and i used to whip it around as a kid and pretend i was sending demons to hell it was fantastic <laughs> you're in a ghost rider as a kid my favorite marvel movies uh top three sam raimi's spider-man the first one I, okay ghost rider with Nicolas Cage yes. and Hellboy. 
Guillermo del Toro's first Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. They're my favorite. And I just saw the new Hellboy today. I finished it. It was fantastic. Oh, my God. That movie's great. All right. Hello, Jack. Good to be here. All right. Uh, This was such an awesome movie. It was so trippy. And I was like, since it was like an animated movie, I was like, oh, it's going to be a nice, like, lighthearted, like, different from everything else we've watched. But it was like, it just comes with the, like, 2001 Space Odyssey vibes with, like, the whole, like, crisis thing that's happening. And honestly, some, some of, like, the lines, like, literally had me, like, laughing out loud in my bedroom. There's, like, I wrote some of them down. Uh, she died at the age of eight after contracting yellow fever and catching on fire. And I was like, so good. It's just, it was like dark humor and it was definitely not what I expected in like the best way possible. It was so good. Yeah, that's what we were talking about before about like how like Don Hertzfeld's work, like it's, it's so like, he has such like a specific brand of humor. Yeah. That like, there are some people who like absolutely love it. And that's why like, I was curious if more people came. I was wondering if anyone was gonna say that they didn't finish it because it's just so out there. But that's personally like why I picked it was because I thought that like, yeah, I might send everyone into like an existential crisis, but, <laughs> but I was curious like what people were going to think of like his work that is just so outlandish. And it's like, you either like absolutely love it or like what is happening. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it was so like trippy and different. And I've always like seen like the poster for it and I was like, I wonder what this is about. But now like finally seeing it, it was definitely not what I expected, but it was, it was so awesome. And it's like so cleverly done. I've never seen it's like the blend of like real world like filming and like crossed with like is he living in like this cartoon world or is like this how he's perceiving it? And it's just like left up to the viewer to interpret it, but it's also a right. video on its own. The audio changes a little bit during those static sessions later in the film, and it got me thinking: Is this only? Is someone? like a real person laying down in a hospital bed and people are talking to him and he's just, th- this is what his imagination is doing. So we watched his uh, comatose state something during that time. Now, Rachel, I have a question for you. How did you first encounter this film? Were you a fan of Hertzfeld before? Um, well, I have seen his film um, rejected on YouTube back in the day when I was way too young to be watching it. Um, I remember seeing it. And oh, we all kept making so jokes about them. My spoon is too big. Yes, yes. His film, he has a film called Rejected and it's on YouTube. And it's just, it is the most outlandish thing. I remember laughing at it so much as a kid. Again, it was like so edgy. Like I was way too young to be watching it, but we would play it all the time because it was so funny. So I, when I, so I kind of knew what I was getting into with this one because I knew that it was like his work and I was like, all right, this is going to be interesting. I saw it on Netflix and it was so highly rated and I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just going to give this a try. It's an hour long. Let's see. And then I ended up absolutely falling in love with it. That's good. That's really nice. Yeah. That, so Rejected was part of a, I believe there was a DVD that went out and this is so, it's, it's so weird uh, for short films and short work to get um, distribution outside of film festivals anyway. But there was a bunch of other um, animators that uh, got together, uh, Mike Judge, Don Hertzfeld, some other ones, and they put together this uh, DVD called The Animation Show. 
that was the first place that I saw it, but um, I'm pretty sure, you know, that's what people, you know, ripped the DVD and, and, you know, got it up on YouTube. I'm pretty sure that Don Hertzfeld has it officially on his channel now, but um, yeah, it was. That one was Oscar nominated. That was the first re one. Rejected, yeah. Or it was rejected. Mm. Um, yeah, and that one's just like silly, crazy, violent. It's so much fun though. Like I, if you haven't seen it, I totally recommend it. I think it's only like 10 minutes long after this to go watch it. It's a lot of fun. But another thing that like, amazes me so much about this movie is that like the animation is so and this goes for world of tomorrow too the animation is so simple but the stories it's telling is so huge yes yeah like it did not take lots of like crazy animation to like build like these worlds like in world of tomorrow or like it's it's just it's so simple but complex at the same time and i just think that's really beautiful um yeah, it's it, what's fascinating is is uh, Don Don Hertzfeld's process for all of this is very old school. Um, he has an an old school uh, animators. I don't even know what they call it, but it's like it's a big board where you can put artwork down, and then it's got a mount for the camera which points straight down. And he uses still. I, I don't know if he still does, but um, for it's such a beautiful day. At least he was doing uh, thirty five millimeter actual film. He would take his pictures, go and get them developed. After they were developed, he would scan them in. Um, and that's how he came up with each frame of the, the movie, um, which is really incredible. It's, it's not something you would normally see done. But, um, but yeah, it's, it, but of course his, his, his style is very simplistic, but it's interesting that he has this blend. I'm so glad that movie was something you wouldn't normally see done. No. I'm glad he made it. Shit. I wonder if anyone told, told him that shit was dumb and not to do it. That's, inter that's a really interesting today. question. Yeah. I wonder like how his work was received. Cause I mean, like, going back and looking at his earlier works, like, that had to take risk. Oh, I'm sure that would completely that, that outlandish. Uh, people's, uh, I don't know, conventional wisdom of what should be done and, like, what was considered oh, yeah. good. Also, especially you're taking a medium that's typically used for, like, child entertainment, but you're diving into, like, these deep adult problems and these deep like philosophical questions and living it through this like 2d animation which is like crazy awesome it's just like they don't work together but it's also like perfect it's, it's it was so cool i really liked how he spliced in the stock animation or stock footage at times i thought it it seemed like an interesting like peek into reality like taking away from the 2d animation for a second to look at the real thing yeah but I, it seemed like moments of clarity for bob when he was like actually seeing things for what they were especially when like that moment where it looked like someone who might have been his his ex-girlfriend like laying down yeah Cool. And then also when he was like walking down the street and it was like the 2D animation overlaid on like the real Yeah. Movie. That was yeah, that was super cool. 
the the footage with the with the with the possible girlfriend i thought that was strangely haunting it was it was yeah. so weird to see because in, in in almost every other instance you don't really get uh you might see like a body or you might see like the the father in the wheelchair that gets brought out but you don't really see his face but to see you know like eyes <laughs> it was it was mm -hmm. weird um so this session is about to run out of time, but fear not, I have a second session. And I don't know how other uh, I don't know how other people do this. How how is it usually done? I'll just send out the the other link. Okay, I have. No, I'll other... just like rejoin. Can we yes. make it? Can we make Discord for Film Society? Can we have a Discord? Uh, oh, I'd be open to that. I I'm yeah. not against it. I would just. Uh, <laughs> I know what I've heard of Discord. I don't have one myself or, or whatever, but yeah, maybe, maybe we could do that. Um, so, so in the email I sent, uh, I sh you should have the, um, the, the password and the login and all that for session number two, which we're about to start. All right. Right after this. <laughs> all right, we'll come back and talk about World of Tomorrow. Hello again. Hello. Hello there. I should have gotten glare protection for my glasses. I feel like I'm a cyborg. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so other people will come and they'll, uh, um, I'll accept them as they're coming in. So um, let's go ahead and start talking about World Tomorrow because I love both of these movies, although they're great. But World Tomorrow, there's some, there's just something, um, Something real special about that movie. Um, but Addie, you seem to like it. Uh, it <laughs> go for it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I picked up on the humor a lot better in this one. I just really loved that little girl's voice. Like, I would have loved to see it being recorded because I don't know what kind of direction they gave her. Like, how old is the actual little girl? Just like the little observations that she has while this lady is talking about these terrible you know, um, um, dystopian things, like, she doesn't care at all. <laughs> That's, yeah. So, I don't know, I guess I just related to that a little better, a little bit better about, like, how to just live your life not caring how things turn out. <laughs> yeah, I think that that, like, almost adds to the charm a lot, is how, like, you know that, like, Emily Emily, wait, so Emily Prime is the child, right? Yeah. Yes. She's okay. the original Emily. So it's like, yeah, so Emily is like talking to Emily Prime and you can just tell that she like does not comprehend it at all, does not understand. Mm. Meanwhile, she's still like explaining everything to great lengths. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so did you know that the, um, the voice of Emily Prime is actually... Um, sorry, I'm, I'm emailing Robert and Jack. Oh, I got lost. Yeah, just in case. I think Robert had said he, he hadn't seen it, though. So yeah, so, so maybe, maybe he was, maybe he was, yeah. He uh, didn't see the last movie either, though. I think <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that has not stopped him before. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait, there's Perino. He's coming in. Um, so interesting story about the the little girl. That's actually Don Hertzfeld's niece. I think she was four or five at the time. 
and she's uh hey what's uh, hey and she's uh so it was recorded in ireland because that's Mm. either where she lives or there was like a family thing and so don hertzfeld had his ipad and he just sort of it's not that he like gave her direction he just sort of recorded her talking about whatever she was doing like when she shows up in the when she shows up there she's just like green um blue and brown and yellow that's all the colors i have she was just playing with crayons that's it and like when she says um when there's the alien and the alien's given the name and his name is simon and her response is simon (laughs) simon was the name of the cat that lived on that estate or whatever and so she saw the cat and said simon and so he like worked it in i i wonder if he recorded that before he wrote like did he write the story around her recordings or did he have like the emily dialogue written and then just added in the emily prime dialogue if i had to guess i would say he probably had the rough idea of the um the sci-fi story part but he probably wasn't completely sure about dialogue and then when it came to dialogue i i guarantee you that the dialogue that the Emily clone was saying, it was somewhat based on what Emily Prime, you know, the actor. Right. (laughs) Well, I see how you could write the story and just leave it open for her to say whatever she wants and just kind of animate around it. (laughs) (laughs) That one has so many good lines in it. Yes. It really does. My favorite line in that is that I am proud of my sadness because it means that I'm alive. That's a great line. Yeah. That's my favorite line from that. It's like a Smith's lyric. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could, that could work. I don't know what I was supposed to think of the clone character, like falling in love with rocks. <laughs> just, I guess she's kind of messed up from being cloned so many times. Yeah. He loses it a little bit. Yeah, and there's like the there's the twitching and the um what did she say? It's like they have nearly perfected the process with only a minimal amount of uh mental <laughs> deterioration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but there's yeah, there's a lot of like what's what's cool about um we're just like in It's Such a Beautiful Day is that there are all these little tiny vignettes within the bigger story that are on their own really really interesting sci-fi concepts you know mm-hmm. um the 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 robots that the are continuously robots. going around the the moon that's incredible mm-hmm. sending them poetry as they walk endlessly <laughs> yeah space goth yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're afraid so she programmed into them a fear of death yeah. to keep them moving yeah <laughs> yes um, yeah um it raises a really interesting uh philosophical question that i've often come across which is let's just, you know people are always asking like what consciousness is if you could digitize a consciousness and upload it to the cloud or something and in theory even though you wouldn't have your body anymore you would sort of live forever like 
what would that be like? Would it actually be? I know that you, I'd be or <laughs> you would be pissed because I know I'd freak out about it. So that wouldn't happen. I can see that plus, getting maddening. Plus two, it's not me. It's just a copy of me. Exactly. Which kind of goes into the the story. I know that you haven't seen it yet, but it's that's the whole deal. Is it's like this. There's Emily and then there's Emily Prime, who's like the current one. Nice. And it's basically they keep, they're the same person, but they're all clones of each other. And then when Emily Prime grows up, they said that she's going to like get pregnant with her clone. And then she's going to, and it's just a cycle that's going to keep going It's kind going of on. just like another life form with all that memory inserted in to be like you and it's not you. Yeah. Even though, it, and I'm saying it's not you because it's not like all of a sudden I get the, the perspective of being in cyberspace. I'm still out here and my clone's having fun. Fucking anime girls <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, there, there, there's, a, there's, there's a point, there's a divergent point. There's a, there's a point in which you, you are you and then you say hook up to a wacky machine. There's like a spaghetti strainer on your head or whatever. And, and, uh, and your consciousness gets downloaded. Oh. That's that consciousness just was just born, and now they're going to have a whole set of experiences. They're going to have a whole set of perspectives and stuff like that because they're living a completely different life than than you are. They're seeing the different things. They're they don't have a body. They're, it's it's crazy to think of what that would be. But um, but I'm I uh, one of my favorite examples of this is I'm a big fan of of the TV show Red Dwarf. And in Red Dwarf, one of the characters, Rimmer, he is a hologram. And the way they explain all that is that he died in this horrible accident that wiped out the entire crew except for this one human. And um, and he was brought back as a hologram. But he says over and over again, like when anybody says like, yeah, but you're here, you're not dead. And he's like, I'm not me. I'm a computer simulation of me. I'm not even, you know, this is, I'm a different being josh know? would you hang out with the computer you <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it's I hard enough to hang out with the human you're saying about eliminating my computer me i think i think we'd have fun do some crazy <laughs> shit. uh what did you think about david being like a clone body without a consciousness oh that was interesting that like was an, like actually being like an art exhibit because that I feel like down the road I feel like people would be like you know what that's actually like a good idea, but like I it was it was crazy. Jack, I have a question: Is the mask that's hanging on your wall from the movie uh, that Jordan Peele made? I forget what it's called. This is well, I mean, he in the movie it was a Chewbacca mask, but yes, this is my Chewbacca oh, mask. Yes. I have a lot of Star Wars memorabilia all around that's my room. Cool. Respect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Josh, uh, I like your snake too. Oh, thank you. I this used to have a sticky black one on my wall too. This is my this is my kid's playroom, which is also my office. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty oh check this out. Speaking of masks on the wall, check, check that out. <laughs> what? Let's go. Those are cool. I like your cat. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's a mask. It's a giant giant. So is that a porg over there from last Yeah, yeah it is. Hold on. Since this is a Disney property now, we're probably going to get sued, but... Look at that. <laughs> yeah, where are these being posted? I haven't put the first no, one up yet. Wh what? Whoa. 
Yeah. Josh, is that a puppet? Or no, it's a robot. Yeah, it's. Let's go. That's so cute. Thank you, Josh. Yep. I hear tell that porgs are delicious. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, like sci-fi ideas that are going on um, in the movie. Uh, time travel, teleportation. Uh, um, the interestingly enough, and again, it's like this sort of throwaway line, but this idea that there is a, a massive class divide still mm -hmm. and that some people make it you know uh on the on the arc or whatever and and some people are just left you know on earth well, i mean i don't know just um what did you think of just all the different layers that were going on in this in this movie and in a short amount of time too yeah in a really short and that's why i'm so interested to see what the sequel is going to be i'm like how are they even going to continue this like so is the there's movie, so the much there that's listed tonight is that what this the sequel is for yes oh uh, yes yeah the um world of tomorrow the short the short that was the second movie they're making a sequel for, for it excellent no yeah. idea what it's going to be yeah. but Hey, what what other movies have you guys been watching or have watched this week? Has anyone else seen anything? Not this week. I'm about to go watch um, a documentary for my class that's called Score, and I haven't seen it uh, yet, but supposedly it is excellent. So. Oh yeah, it's on. Is it on Hulu? Um, I, th Josh had just said it was on Tubi. 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 I, I think I've seen that one. You have. Oh, good. Yeah. We're watching it for my class. Oh, very nice. Is it a high school? So, um, I think it's about like um, like sound in film. Yeah, it's, it's like, like how they get different sounds. Is it, does that sound like it's it, Jack? Yeah. All right, yeah. So that's probably the one. So that's going to be interesting. But I haven't really been watching much, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. I just finished nice. up the uh, Indiana Jones marathon for the time so that was nice that's it nice. love your shirt by the way oh yeah mm. gotta rep it jack you're just mr shirt you got I, all the shirts well, i love my shirts <laughs> that's good that's really my nice my shirts and my hair those are my two things i got going for me <laughs> well i'm out of hair so I, i'm also a t-shirt collector so i got i got my shirts there you go respect <laughs> um yeah, Gosh, uh, I still have movies taken out from the live. I haven't returned to Lita. My God, <laughs> I've had that checked out since last year, dude. <laughs> I'll get that back. What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? I might just pay for it. It's special. Oh no no no! What are you talking about? No no no! It, it we can't. I'll lose it. I'll lose it and pay the fine. You know, it's sitting on my couch. <laughs> I'll lose it. That's a, that's a special movie to me. Which one is it? Alita. 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 Oh, yeah. Alita Battle Angel? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'll get back to you guys. I love Christoph, uh, that guy from Django. Christoph Waltz? That's it, Waltz, yeah. Cool. I still haven't seen the movie. I've been, I've been trying to. No. Oh. For a while. I think you'll like it. It's, it's, um, it's, it's got some really interesting, uh, 
concepts and 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 special effects. It looked cool. Yeah. The, well, I know that the original anime movie is free on on YouTube. What? I've had it sitting in my watch later for like a year. All right, that's gonna be the move tonight. I'm gonna watch it later after this is over. Josh, all right, so Discord yes. is like a giant chat room. Yes. For I, know. To be in. I know, it's, it's used a lot by, by gamers, uh, particularly, and right? Does anyone know if you could video call on Discord too? I don't think you can video call. Okay. I know that you can, like, everyone can get on the voice chat and it's very good, but, like, I don't know if we would do, like, our discussions here for that just because you can't see mm-hmm. who's talking. Like, you can't see the person, so. I mean, I, I think it would be fun to have regardless. I and we can put, like, to say, movie memes. Say into a giant group chat, chat, like, oh, guys, I'm watching the movie tonight. Yeah, I think but, that that would be a lot of fun to have. I th- yes. I'm totally on board for that. That would be fun to do, like, a, to almost, like, schedule a, uh, because Netflix is doing that now, right? Where you can sort of, like, watch with friends. And, oh, Netflix so, Party, yeah. yeah. We used to do that on the Xbox. I used to watch so many movies with my friends on the Xbox 360. That was the first year uh, Netflix came out. No, uh, that's, that's wrong, but it was in the early years. And then they got rid of it. And I'm right. glad to see that come back. I was just talking to Noah mm-hmm. to tell him to come join us. And he's watching uh, a movie with people on Netflix in the Netflix party. You just mentioned it. I just saw it for the first time. I didn't know it existed again until tonight. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't know how long it's been around, but I've, it's, it's, they brought it back for sure. Regardless of any of that, it'd be so cool to have a giant chat room to just talk to everyone for the film club uh, community. Yeah, I totally so, agree. And we can just like sh- share, like you were saying, like what we're watching, or I think that that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. If Rob, if you want to start that. Oh, oh, I've got to tell you about I something. I should start it. Yeah, I could, I, I guess, I, yeah, I can. Um, I'm on it. Uh, something that uh, I found, so I'm, I'm on Reddit an awful lot, and uh, there, there's a subreddit I love called Obscure Media that um, just posts the weirdest random stuff. And they just posted something um, that is called Selling Cars to Women. And it was this, um, this 1970s uh, industry made like for made by car salesmen for car salesmen uh, by the Chrysler Corporation. If wow. you want to take a trip down misogyny lane or whatever, <laughs> um, it is it is so ridiculous. Um, oh God. But it's really funny. And it's, it's, it's fascinating because repeatedly he's trying to say like progressive-ish sort of things where it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's trying to say things like, well, this is the way we used to think about things, but but we're we're learning a lot more about these women, and they can do whatever they want, and there are equals, and now there's like really, yeah, okay, oh that's a positive message. But then for every example, even the most like strident, um, you know, uh, independent woman, you know, she's still getting permission from her boyfriend or whatever. To <laughs> Josh, I just joined Reddit group. I just joined. Oh, cool. Obscure Media. Obscure Media. That's Obscure cool. Media. I'm stuff. getting it on They had some, like, uh, extra Pulp Fiction stuff. They had a weird commercial. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, ah! 
Yeah, so, there's a there's a Pulp Fiction behind the scenes yeah. video yeah. that got posted. That was cool. So um, I didn't find what you were talking about. I just joined and didn't look. Uh, thank you for letting me know. This stuff is really fucking cool. No problem. It, it might be obscure media. It might also be a subreddit called Not Tim and Eric, which is um, uh, another one that, that I, I enjoy a lot. It, it, most of my viewing comes from either one of those uh, subreddits. Um, yeah. But interesting stuff. So uh, uh, it's such a wonderful, it's such a beautiful day. World of Tomorrow, two incredible it's movies. Day in the neighborhood. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Nice. Yeah, definitely two incredible <laughs> movies. I'm Yo, so glad you. that I've seen that was them. good shit. I'm very glad that you uh, suggested. Uh, this is good. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. Um, so we're meeting again on Thursday night. Cool. And What's this Thursday? And, huh? What is it? Oh Do you know God, what right? it is? Yes, it is Addie's suggestion. Woo! We're going to be watching uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Nausicaa. Mm -hmm. yeah. My, okay, that, that second one was the correct pronunciation. Um, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. And uh, I'll have um, invitations and, and links out very soon. Wonderful. Thank, thank you, you so much, Josh. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming to this. And yeah, this is awesome. You All right, I can't out. wait to get on Discord, dude. It's going to be fun. It'll be this, nice to just talk to everyone. Totally. When I when I send out the um, the, the invite for the Zoom meeting, I'll, I'll have that. Oh, sick. Wonderful. Cool. Oh, this All was right. such a fun discussion. There's so <laughs> much to unpack here. I'm so yes. glad that everyone really liked it. Well, was yeah. there anything else that you wanted to say and didn't say? Me? Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, I think we pretty much covered everything. I mean, I, we could talk about this movie for hours. There's just so if much to unpack. But I'm later, after the Discord's made, talk about post it. Post it in the Discord. Yeah. That's gonna be good shit. That'll, yeah. That'll I'm so glad everyone was like really excited by it and ready to talk about it because I was like that. I was a little scared to like suggest it. So that's why. I it was like Josh. Like, do you think this is? Do you think this is a good one? Oh yeah, and no, I no, think no. we got a great discussion out of this. So. I th I think I I will always go to bat for like weird and off the wall. And to me, there's nothing worse than like something can be um something can be bad but still really really interesting um if it's weird enough, you know. Um, yeah, but absolutely. like for me, there's nothing worse than just boring than than just you know ordinary is that so. one of the reasons why you didn't like uh the new star wars movies <laughs> ordinary and safe um uh, there's now there's a discussion we don't <laughs> i think that's where the the nugget is because i, I feel like I on, think they even the producers came out and said well we wanted to to make another new hope for the for this generation yeah and i think that's part of uh why they shot themselves in the foot Right. Uh, and they got uh, some bad reception for their movies because they did play it safe and it, it was copy and paste with different shapes. Well, what seems so weird about it is they didn't... What seems weird about it is they didn't sit down and, and just map out the three episodes all at once at the same time. That well, way, no matter that who... Was the big, that was their biggest... Yeah, that, you know, well, because their own foot in their ass at that one. Well, because then no matter what, like no matter who you have direct, 
you're you have some like scaffolding that everybody's for the most part adhering to because i think what really had a negative impact on the on the on the sequels is that um you had jj abrams um ryan oh, ryan johnson and then jj abrams again so it like the films are really they don't match up and and by episode nine i feel like jj was doing a lot to sort of make up for episode eight. Oh yeah he's doing a lot of cleanup yeah yeah um, I still enjoy yeah. it though, because I'm a kid at heart. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm at contention I, because I think that they might be my favorite Star Wars films. Mm -hmm. The new ones? Yeah, yeah, the new ones. I think they might be my favorite. I'm just so excited to see where it goes next, because now that the Skywalker saga is gone, like... I'm very, I'm very curious, and I'm very excited. I'd like yeah. to see. I hope in the, in, in the first ten seconds of the next Star Wars, just like everybody from the other Star Wars is dead, even their ghosts, oh, they're all gone. You have to read the books to catch up. You got to buy those books, buy more merchandise, which is tremendous. <laughs> Would you like to see any more Rogue One-ish movies, Josh? Just kind of like standalone Star Wars stories. Um, Mandalorian. Whew. I, I haven't watched it. That. I'm glad it was made. Oh, so good. I, I've rewatched it like four times. Really? The entire set? How many episodes are we talking? Uh, I think it's 10. It's either 10 or 8. Okay, I could do 10 in like a week. They're, they're actually not that long. Like, usually, like, those kind of TV series would be like an hour an episode, but it's like a good like 30 minutes. I do right. admire the bowls that show had uh, Scout Trooper punched Baby Yoda in the face. And we're talking about a Disney TV show series. Yeah. Also, whenever whenever you do watch it, Josh, I highly recommend the watching like behind the scenes stuff on like how they filmed it because it is out of this world like uh, no pun, no pun intended out of this world like revolutionary because it's like they used like uh, digital sets and it was basically like they used game engine to film all of like their like exterior and some of their interior stuff. So like this like the whole planet looks like legit and it's kind of like uh, the old-fashioned way of like projecting like the people driving in cars like the old-fashioned movies where you right. project in the back yeah you have like 360 and the environment would adapt according to like the camera so like a lot of the people on set would get like vertigo and there was like crazy stuff but nice oh yeah it was awesome good shit right. that's another reason for me to watch yeah, oh, yeah. i gotta do that one of the reasons why I really like the new Star Wars series is what they did with the character Luke Skywalker. Uh, I think they made him more human by having him make, uh, making him think that he made such a, a mistake and uh, that, he, that he had to just go isolate himself on an island somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, there is, I mean, there's a, a, an inherent problem with Luke Skywalker, just like with Rey, in that um, if you had Luke Skywalker just as he was in Return of the Jedi, then you're talking about, like, he's the best Jedi that's alive, right? So he's sort of like this <laughs> ultimate weapon. The territory of being a Jedi master, and they could have went down that route of not having Luke isolate himself, and right. the badass dude that knows how to handle himself. <sighs> but we'll never get that. And that's okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, y'all take it easy. Be safe. 
have wonderful have a wonderful few days and uh and we'll see you on thursday all right wonderful thank you so Good much night, bye everyone bye have a good one